0: You're listening to the Girls on the Grid podcast with Tanea and Priya. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Girls on the Grid podcast. Thank you all so much for bearing with us over this busy time, but we are back with a new episode that we're going to get straight into today. I was lucky enough to sit down and have a chat with supersport 300 rider. Tara Morrison. It was awesome to be able to chat with her. She's uh, quite an inspiring up-and-coming talent. I don't know much about motorcycle racing either. Uh, I enjoy watching it but I don't know much about it. Uh, So it was really good to sit down and just chat to her and get a bit of an insight into what she's doing. So she's 19 years old from Adelaide. She comes from a motorsport family and uh, just absolutely loves her bikes. So really cool to see and you can hear all about it in just a moment. Tara Morrison, it's great to have you here Welcome to the Girls on the Grid podcast Thank you so much, I'm really happy to be here, thank you I'm really looking forward to it As I said to you before, this is my first motorcycle rider Or motorbike rider, we'll say Whatever. So bear with me, but, but hey, you're the first So cool. it's great to be here
1: that's cool. There's not many of us, especially girls, so
0: it's I'm not surprising you first. but Absolutely. But we have a lot to talk about. So Tara, you're 19 years old and you've already had a fair bit of success under your belt uh, racing in Supersport 300. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. That's it. Okay. I'm just checking. Like I said, this is this is new to me, but um, you were born into a bit of a motorbike family as your parents are stunt riders, which is so cool. Um yeah. So tell us a bit about growing up in that environment and how bikes and this whole world was introduced to you.
1: Well, yeah, lots of people um, always comment that I had no choice, <laughs> which is really true, but um,
0: would... it's the same with me. Yeah,
1: exactly. But um, my parents met and then literally like a couple of weeks later, my dad was a stunt rider, um, road race and stuff not like dirt bikes or jumps or anything, but he was a stunt rider and he would um, stunt, like, at the F1 and supercars and heaps of cool stuff. And then my mum met him and they started doing it together, Um, which is super cool. I mean, my mum has bikes and my dad has a Harley shop in Adelaide and stuff. Um, So, yeah, I've just grown up with it, like, completely. Like, our whole family, like, everything is all around bikes, really. Like, for my first birthday, my dad got me a rocking horse but he actually built it into like a volunteer motorbike so my first birthday was like a little oh my god <laughs> I had my peewee 50 in my room and stuff so yeah I had absolutely no choice it's so cool though both my parents are into it
0: and yeah so, so am I just going back to that did, did your parents meet through bikes like did they both have that interest or was it your mum going oh I might do it too
1: my mum worked at the place I'm actually currently working at now. She got me the job here, mm. import shop, obviously. And my dad was sponsored by them, which is what I also am now, too. And uh, they met through there. So my dad was sponsored by them, and she worked there, and they met. And he was like, Oh, do you want to stunt ride with me? And she was like, Okay. <laughs> and then a couple of years later, out came me. <laughs> and yeah, that's just. The story there really was pretty cute, yeah. Yeah, and do you have
0: any siblings as well? No. Oh my gosh, motorbike riding is way too expensive. So
1: <laughs> if I did, I probably wouldn't
0: do it, but yeah. I totally understand. I totally understand. Um, And I guess for you, when you say you grew up with it, but I guess when was the moment where you were like, okay, no, this is exactly what I want to do. This is, this is me. Like, do you remember that or was it always just, it, it was always just going to be what you did?
1: I do remember when I was like like five i would i did peewee fifty like speedway kind of stuff, and I did a little bit of like riding, not heaps like not racing or anything. I just went like back with my dad and stuff um and it actually I actually only got my first road bike when I was sixteen, so I started like my dad just bought me a two fifty he and um Sorry, my dad bought me a 250 and didn't really, like, try to, like, push me into it because they, they were, like, really didn't want me to, like, you know, they say it's too dangerous if you don't want to do it. Like, we stop and blah, blah, blah. It's not worth the kind
0: of thing. It's so, too expensive. Yeah, it's <laughs> too
1: expensive. <laughs> but um, when I was 16, he got a 250 and then I was just like, when are we going to go ride that around? And he was like, oh, like, tomorrow if you want to. Like, he was super keen on it. So, um, went to the, like a little go-kart track nearby and, um, started riding around on it, you know, like really like slow. And, <laughs> and then after like an hour, my parents stopped me. They're like, stop, 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 stop. I'm like, what's wrong? And they were like, you need, like, I was wearing like protective gear and stuff. And like, they were they're like, you need like leathers and stuff. Like, you look like you're going to get your knee down soon. I'm like, what? Really? <laughs> and we got, I wore my mum, um, like the next time we went out. And um, I think I got my knee down at like, the se- the second or third time, and they were like, "You're like, you got this." And I was like, "All wow. right." Oh, cool. so then we bought a four hundred, and then I did like state titles and rounds and stuff. And now here I am, three years later at the ASBK, and I'm like, it kind of just happened so quickly, Unreal. but I loved every moment of it. So yeah, probably when, just when I first hopped, they told me that I was like, "Okay, maybe I've got a shot to do something here." <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah, good on you. That's good. And did you did you watch the MotoGP or the Australian Superbikes growing up?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Like
0: completely into that. I
1: watch MotoGP and stuff and uh my dad like he's a fan of like the you know the older like Oz uh Superbikes and stuff. So watched Anthony Gobert like Superbikes and that's why I'm number 95 for him because he's so cool. <laughs> Super cool guy. So that's why. I'm 95, but yeah, we. we I grew up watching MoGP and going to motorbike races all the time, and my dad's stunt shows, and yeah. So, but I didn't know I wanted to do it until I got my own bike, and I was like, oh, okay, you know. I didn't really get the chance to ride much because my dad was doing it all. So,
0: <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, cool. And I guess for you, it's it's very similar to me. I grew up in, well, I grew up with my dad who raced, which was very. Unique, I guess, and and same for you. It what was that like growing up and and your friends and what did they think of it all? Did they kind of understand it or was it just like I mean totally different world? It was just like it's the only world I've ever really known. So,
1: um, like most except my schoolmates and stuff were the only people (laughs) I knew that weren't in the motorcycle world. Like all my my parents' friends, like all of them, they met through working there or they rode together or they stunted together or anything so I've got a I feel like the motorcycle community is really small but like my community is like huge like it's hard to remember sometimes that it's so small when you have so many people around you that like do it as well like from just riding the road to stunt riding or racing or yeah that's So for me, it feels like a big community,
0: which I do have behind me, which I'm grateful for. Yeah, great. And so now, as we mentioned, you're in the Supersport 300 category, Um, and obviously, from my understanding, not knowing much, it's kind of a bit of a feeder category into the Australian Superbikes, you would say.
1: Yeah, it's kind of just like where you start off. So you start, you know, um, in your own state, in the state titles, and then it's SuperSport 300, like they're little bikes, um, just like 300cc and stuff. I've got a Kawasaki 400 that's been restricted to allowed in the um, 300 SuperSport and stuff because most of them are Yamahas. And, uh, but I ride a Kawasaki so it's restricted and stuff. But, yeah, that's kind of the start. So hopefully, you know, if I do well in the 300s, I can move up to the 600s and then be in the uh, SuperBikes and stuff. And, yeah, it's definitely the starting point yeah pretty much
0: how do you kind of make the step like what's kind of the um the ladder we'll say so stepping onto into those kind of levels what comes before it and then what comes after it to lead into super bikes or or MotoGP or or wherever it goes if you could explain it to someone who just has no idea how would you explain it <laughs> uh, I mean every their own like experiences and stuff with how they progress
1: up and obviously I want to someday ride a super bike that'll be awesome hasn't been a female uh super bike ride in the ASBK not that I'm aware of but yeah so that'll be cool um but um so you just you progress in whatever field you start in so I'm in the 300 and stuff and I got my first top 10 finish um, for my third race, which I'm super, super stoked for, but obviously <laughs> I yeah, need well to, yeah, thank you. I need to, um, progress a lot more before I can start seriously thinking about riding a 600, but obviously it goes like step by step. So, um, at the moment I'm just focusing on my success in the Supersport 300, um, and, uh, getting the support behind me to be able to like, uh, even progress onto it as well. So once I start getting results that I'm happy with or even like win a championship that's usually when you step up is when you know you're like mm-hmm. kind of thing which I'm not too sure but hopefully that'll be pretty soon. Hundreds <laughs> but there's no rush, you know. Like I'm only young and I haven't been riding for that long, so I'm pretty happy with where I'm at right now, but if I keep just pushing hard and working hard as well then Hopefully, I can get you know some podiums and stuff,
0: and I'll see where that takes me. I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even though your career has been short so far, what are probably some of the highlights?
1: Some of my highlights. Um, uh, at the last round of the at Phillip Island, I was in the top bunch. I think I got to top sixth at one spot. Um, I was taken yep. out. But that's racing, <laughs> so that's all right. But yeah, um, I, that's probably what that's one of the biggest things that I look at and I'm like, oh, wow, like I was up there, you know, like I know I have the potential and I can do I have the,
0: um, I don't know. Kind of prove to yourself a bit that you can you can do it. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. I'm like I can do it. I can be up there, you know, I can be racing with the top guys and I can, you know, do it. But um, so that's probably a big highlight even though it doesn't sound like that much of an accomplishment. That's what to me makes me feel like I can you know that makes me happy with myself, I guess, but um my in my whole racing career, I guess, one of my highlights was um winning the women's Cup in South Australia. I won that in 2022, which is really cool um, and get some recognition for like girls in the sport, which is also another thing that it gets to promote and stuff. Um, my first podium I ever got I got to share with um Taylor Ralph. Um, she also used to run the ABK BK generation of mine. She's a gun rider, and I, we got to do that together, an endurance race. Um, so, yeah, I remember saying that weekend, i like, this is the best weekend ever. Nothing can ever top this. And my dad's like, hold on, Tiger. Like, hopefully we'll be able to get some fins and stuff like that. But still, like, getting to share that with her as well, like somebody I looked up to for so long and um, gave my first podium. That was really cool. That was definitely one of my highlights as well. Uh, coming third in the states uh, last for last year's series, that was also really cool. Put me up there and stuff.
0: That's awesome. You're you kind of you're starting to to get out there and become a bit more known, which is really cool. So yeah. well done. Thank you. Yeah, it's slowly. <laughs> now that you're coming into um, a bit more of a serious racing career and you, and you're wanting to progress, what sort of things do you do outside of racing to keep yourself fit?
1: Um, I've actually started CrossFit. Which is um, yeah, which is a pretty hectic, uh, training form. I did some like cycling. I do some cycling and like just normal working out stuff. Um, but yeah, I've started doing CrossFit, which is a bit more weights and um, like, um, sorry, like cardio training for like stamina and um, my strength and my legs and my arms and core, basically everywhere, which is super important for you know handling the bike around, which is really good. So. Slowly starting to put some more weight on my bones. <laughs> so, but because we had Good. to, uh, there was a new regulation, at ASBK, where you had to, your bike and yourself had to be a minimum weight. And um, we were 10 um, kilograms under. <laughs> and obviously, most of the people that I race against are like guys who are my age. So, obviously, they're like 10, 15, 20 even kilos heavier than me. So, we had to put the weight onto my bike. So, hopefully more weight personally (laughs) I can take some less weight off the bike and I can gain more muscle and yeah but it's it's good light but yeah I probably need to put some more muscle on which is really good with CrossFit
0: yeah I was gonna say wouldn't like wouldn't being light work in your favor but I guess not like it's all I know there's so many other things that go into it but
1: being light help and that's why um they've, they've introduced the minimum weight so you can so it's a bit more fair for everybody because like obviously me like 50 kilo versus someone like a
0: 20 year old guy mm-hmm. is like kilos it's a bit unfair God, so tiny <laughs> yeah <laughs> also outside of racing just on that um career wise you're in you're going and doing something new now so tell us a bit about that
1: um, I'm over here in Melbourne at the moment, just uh working at Monster Imports. That's kind of just a um, like a stepping stone thing. Like, uh, my main idea for my career is obviously being a motorbike racer, but you have to work whilst working up to that. Um, so mm-hmm. I usually work at my dad's Harley shop, nine to five, like full time. I work there, kind of doing administrative stuff and. Yeah, and that goes towards my racing. So just any cash I can earn to go towards my racing is really where I work. You know, I'm not too sure about um, career aspects other than just motorbike racer. So I just try to keep myself yep. free. And, just go for it. Yeah, and I know heaps people that would yeah, help me get a job and stuff like that. So it's just little, it's full-time jobs that I do just for my racing career pretty
0: much. It helps knowing people, doesn't it? That's yeah. something I've found. That's that's majority of the game, honestly, having people. It is. Yeah,
1: and so many people are willing to help me out and stuff. I've got really great support and people who, and obviously um, Mons are offering me a job for just a couple of months. It's, yeah, it really helps.
0: <laughs> obviously anyone who, who's watched motorbike racing can see it's a very intense sport and it's also... Insanely dangerous, and you are so brave. Oh, <laughs> but hey. have you ever had any major injuries or any setbacks?
1: It's um, yeah. When people ask me that, I'm like, it's super safe sport. Like, it, it maybe looks a bit dangerous and stuff, but you're like fully. It is,
0: but it isn't. You know, it's like yeah. car racing though. You crash, you usually just slide along. So it's
1: usually. It looks kind
0: of fun, actually.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, it's fun. No, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Um, getting high-sided and stuff is a bit scary because sometimes you, like, I've had a couple, like, a couple high sides where you just see the sky and you're like, oh, this might not end well or anything like that. God. Obviously, being on a bike, it's a bit dangerous, but I feel, I feel, I don't want to say confident, but I feel like safe in my own knowledge and stuff and my own ability to be able to work. So I'm not like scared. If that makes, mm-hmm. sense. It doesn't scare me. Um, the only like accident where I've ever been hurt really is when I broke my collarbone last year, I broke it in bots, but, um, that was at just like a little state round and someone kind of boof into me a little bit. um, Mm I overtook them and yeah, broke that and had to get a plate and screws and stuff and that, but that's been really no problem after six weeks, um, after my surgery, I got straight back on the bike and it hasn't really phased me, so... Good girl, good. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you got to get back on the horse. That's exactly. what they say, don't they? And my dad's an advocate for that as well. Um, yeah. I, like a, I was training one day and I had a pretty big um, high side as well and I was, I was winded and stuff. I'm like, oh, God. And dad's like, do you think you can get back on the bike? Like he fixed the bike. He's a mechanic and stuff. He's fixed the bike in two minutes. He's like, do you think you can get back on? I'm like, what? And he's like, you got to get back on it. And I was like, all right. I mm-hmm. <laughs> went out for a couple more laps and I'm a bit sore. But I the next time I was on, back on the bike after that was for ASBK. So I wanted to get back on and the last time having ridden wasn't a crash, you know. So yeah, I got, exactly. Kept running around and the next time I was at ASBK, I'm like, that's all right. Last time I rode, I didn't crash. So <laughs> should be all good. Good. <laughs> but yeah, good. no. It doesn't scare me or anything and I haven't had any proper injuries except for the collarbone, so,
0: yeah. And hopefully no more. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed no We're more. A... Yeah. Good. I guess is there anyone who's inspired you in your career so far, whether that's, you know, family or someone close to you or even like someone who, who's someone famous, Valentino, <laughs> Rossi? Yeah. I've seen his name come up. Yeah. 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 So oh, it, just anyone at all who's had a big impact on you. There's
1: been so many people. Um, my dad, obviously, is one of my biggest inspirations. He broke his back at a stunt show, uh, I think coming up to six years, um, and he's now in a wheelchair, but he, likes still rides, okay. and he's still, like, when we're together and stuff, he'll still, like, he's on. he has a Jigsaw. 1,000, um, st- like I'll be riding in front of him, like fully confident. I'm like, oh, I've probably lost him by now. And then once we get to the straight, he'll just go past me 200Ks an hour, like fully like on the back wheel, like, you're not better than me yet, kind of thing. I'm like, oh. Wow. Like just, yeah, probably my dad's probably my biggest inspiration, you know. It's it's addicting. It's And he really shows that, like, it doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down or whatever, you can still get back mm-hmm. on matter if you love the sport and if you want to keep going and blah blah blah, it's like oh my dad just messaged me just then actually but yeah (laughs) um, oh cute but that's probably my biggest inspiration he doesn't let anything stop him and I want to be the same kind of and as a female in the sport it kind of translates and sometimes you feel like you should I don't know put yourself back or something like that but it's kind of to be like Mm -hmm. assertive and, like, I belong here and, you know, I can do it. I think he's put that into my brain a lot. Um, obviously, like, Dave Johnson and Billy and stuff and Anthony Gobert, who's a super cool guy off the track. Um, and he just showed, like, a real, like, genuine feeling to see, like, actually, like, loved it. He wasn't just there for you know winning trophies or anything it's about the people you meet and the fun you have with those people and just how much fun actually just getting to go on a bike and ride it is just incredible and I feel like those two people especially like really implemented that into my brain that it's not just about the trophies and stuff it's about like having fun so that's probably where my biggest inspiration comes from honestly just their perspective on it (laughs) which sounds a bit weird
0: no amazing that's yeah very inspiring and so what's the aim for you where do you want to take your racing career
1: well there's so many things
0: i I do want to
1: do in my career one of the biggest things i want to do is go to the bsb and hopefully be able to do a couple rounds there in the british Superbikes. um in the 300s and stuff the tracks there are crazy iconic and all the races there are amazing so getting to race internationally will be a huge huge step that i would yeah that I'm working really really hard to hopefully be able to do one day so international riding and um just moving my way up and hopefully making a bit more of a name for myself is just the goal
0: yeah for sure what's probably um where do you want to race the most just out of anywhere in the world any track
1: oh my gosh I don't know <laughs> that's a tricky question
0: <laughs> there's so many <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was going to say Phillip Island, but I'm from Australia. I've ridden that track a hundred times. But <laughs> my favourite track in Australia by far, it's Phillip Island's amazing. Not the GP circuit, just thinking about all the...
0: Such a fast circuit and just beautiful, isn't
1: and it? And Turn 1's turn my favourite, like,
0: just... So far. Like,
1: top gear, just, like, going through. Then the pack is right next to you. so is the most exhilarating feeling ever. So Phillip Island has to be mm. my favourite. <laughs> but um, I would love to, like... Uh, race like Silverstone or something like that. Like, just a track in England would be crazy. That'll be that. I'll be like, oh, one of, that'll be one of my highlights if I ever get to talk to them
0: again. That would be one of my. Have you ever like? Would you ever try your hand at any other form of motorsport at all? Do you, Do you watch the car racing? Are you into that or?
1: I'm not really. I'm. I know nothing about cars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Is,
1: um, I'm not. I'm not really into car racing or anything like that, but I would. I rode a, a sorry, I drove a go kart um, for a little while, and I was maybe thinking about doing that competitively. But after my dad got me, I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to ride and stuff. But I would yeah, for sure. Yeah. I would for sure give um, race car driving or go kart driving like a try if I could. I would have to respect. Do, do this what guy.
0: Valentino Rossi did.
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Um, Yeah, you have to have a big respect to you know be a race car driver or anything. I have heaps of respect for them, but um, I'll maybe I'll just stick to motorbikes (laughs) for the time being since I'm head wrapped around that. So, but we'll see for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it kind of goes both ways. Like, I guess for for us people in car racing, like motorbike racing, seems so far away and it's so different, but it's not. Like, it's actually the exact same, except you know you're, you're riding a motorbike and then you're driving a car but you know the communities seem very separate
1: yeah a little bit yeah you, you're right yeah um, but no yeah you're right what, what Valentina rossi did he just like hopped straight into a car
0: and he's killing it so i was like oh, maybe. and he's doing <laughs> really good you never know hey you never know. just go oh. go win some world championships tara and then just do what you want
1: <laughs> oh, that's my next goal no
0: <laughs> good good Obviously, as we've we've talked about previously, uh, motocross, like car racing, uh, very male dominated. So do you feel, and I know you brushed on it briefly, but do you feel you've had to work a little bit harder to prove yourself because there are so many men out there?
1: Yeah, proving myself is a really big one because um, when I go to the track, there aren't many, there's Maybe one or two of us racing. So I feel like anybody that's like looking at the timesheets, whatever, like, oh, there's a chick out there. And I just like, this is probably not true, but I just feel like, oh my God, everyone's watching me and they possibly want to be good. Or, and it's, it, I feel like it puts, but I put that pressure on myself. And I put the pressure on myself as I want to represent like females in the sport as like we can be here. And it's just, I think it's about all the pressure I put on myself to prove myself. And to prove that like women and girls are capable to be in this, probably like my biggest problem, which is sounds a bit silly because it's just the stuff I put myself, but yeah, um, setbacks and stuff. No, I don't think so. I was, I've always been like really accepted, and people were super like pumped and proud and happy for me to be out. And yeah, I'm super lucky, and it doesn't really defy anything like on the track you know I've got my helmet on I've got my hair tucked in I'm wearing my black leathers and I'm on my black bike and there's no pink on my mm-hmm. bike anything like that yeah yeah So you know, when you're out on track is when it really matters and you're just the same as everybody else and that's that's what's like best about it I think about motorsport and women in it is that you know if you're driving the same car as them you know you got the same chance or whatever but off the track yeah it's a different sometimes but you learn to just take it on the chin and just ignore it and put it towards your um uh your racing I guess like whatever you yep. think
0: feeling or whatever your, mo- your motivation
1: yeah motivation that's it yeah you're just like oh, that's all right if someone like said a bit of a like weird comment you're just like I don't know you put it on yourself to prove them wrong or whatever but yeah, yeah. I have raised and supported like I'm just like anybody else so that's all you yeah.
0: can ask. I love it. I love your attitude. You're doing a great job.
1: And obviously all the um, other girls at the track and, like, whenever there's another girl at the track, you always, like, I always go straight So I'm like, hey, like, I'm Tara. It's nice to meet you, like, even at ride day, It's
0: just, like, an instant, like, kind of yeah. connection, isn't
1: it? <laughs> Let's have a chat kind of thing and,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: all the women and girls are, like – such badasses and they're just awesome to meet and they're so nice and like to see people like killing it as well like even in like the media part or you know the actual racing part or yeah it's just it's good to have some like girlfriends who ride as well and it's just our little community that's like really supporting every like growing and growing like every day so that's what's awesome that's what you can ask for yeah
0: (laughs) yep fantastic I agree and so what are your plans for the year? What do you have coming up?
1: This year, actually this weekend, yep, this weekend I'm racing at Sydney. Um, Sydney Motorsport for my first time racing under lights. So it will be racing at night, which is cool. Um excited wow. so for that getting to race in the dark, but basically. <laughs> but yeah, yeah just wow. my first official full year of the ASBK, so I'll just um do every round of the ASBK this year and finish my debut season and um, just, you know, go to the tracks and n- know them and learn them. This year is all about uh, like growth and learning and um, stuff like that. But for the years to come, I've got like plans about how I'm gonna go further and what goals I have and stuff. So we'll see how that goes as well. But yeah, this year is just pretty much primarily focusing on the ASBK. And um, just doing the best I can and learning as much as I can along the
0: way as well. Awesome. All right. Our last question for the podcast <laughs> is, what would your advice be for your younger self or anyone, maybe a young girl wanting to get to where you are?
1: Don't let anything stop you. If you like have a goal and you want to do it, just just go for it like don't let any what anyone says like stop you or don't let the fact that you're like girl or whatever stop you like the sport is becoming so accepting of like women and just like it's just I don't know it's a super cool community to be a part and the community of women is just growing bigger and bigger so just go out there and do it I don't really know how else to say it but if you can sport and stuff and yeah, just go give it a try, go to a ride day or, you know, buy a bike or, yeah,
0: have fun and do what you love, <laughs> which is what I do. Amazing. Thank you. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Tara. Thanks for coming on the podcast. And thank you for being my first motorbike rider guest. Uh, no, it was very interesting. And I think you've got a really good attitude. And um, I'm really excited to see where you go. So thank you for your time. Thank you. Appreciate it. Big thank you to Tara for joining me on the pod this week. It was awesome to chat and I just love how passionate she is and I think she's going to do so well. So uh, it'll be really cool to see how she progresses in the years to come. So thank you very much, Tara, and wishing you all the best going forward. Uh, and now back to the car racing world. We have a pretty hectic week coming up with the Australian Grand Prix in Melbourne this weekend. Pretty sure it's a packed out event um, here in Melbourne. Uh, So it's going to be a very busy weekend. And we also just had the Adelaide Motorsport Festival. So I think that's what it's called. (laughs) So a lot going on in the world of motorsport at the moment. And then we have the Bathurst six Hour. So yeah, everything is uh, well and truly underway. So that'll be keeping us busy over the next few weeks. But we hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode of the Girls on the Grid. We'll be back very soon. Hope you have a fantastic week and we'll see you next time. You've just listened to another Network R production.